welcome to the iPhone Life Podcast. I'm Donna Schill, Editor-in-Chief at iPhone Life. And I'm David Averbach, CEO and Publisher. Each episode, we bring to you the best apps, top tips, and great gear in the iOS world. We have some more iOS 16 public beta uh, experiences to share with you in this episode, and also, of course, apps and gear and tips throughout the next hour, so stay tuned. First, David's going to have some messages from our sponsors. Yeah, so we have two great sponsors today. Uh, The first one I'm going to tell you about is Jamf. And Jamf is an enterprise software that allows you to manage your Apple devices. So if you are a company that gives your employees iPhones, iPads, Macs, any Apple devices, there's a lot of extra work that you have to do to get them set up and ready to go. You have to, if you have custom apps, you have to upload those. If you have extra security settings, you have to set that up. And even just basic password management, things like that. So Jamf makes it easy to do all of that. And what they do is they help you connect. So you can connect your device, you can manage it. And the third thing that they do, which is they've added a lot to recently is protect. So now all Apple devices using Jamf have an extra layer of protection for for malware and things like that. So it's not only for large companies, although large companies do use it. Uh, Seven out of the 10 top tech companies use it, 15 out of the top 15 US banks use it, but it can be small for small businesses as well. And you can have a free trial. So go to jamf.com to learn more, J-A-M-F. And our second sponsor is Withings. Uh, And Withings has a really great line of smart connected health products. And we've told you a lot about their ScanWatch, which is a smartwatch that actually looks like a traditional watch. It's one of my favorite smartwatches. Uh, and we've told you about their Blood Pressure Connect, their BPM Connect, uh, and it's a smart blood pressure cuff. Today, though, I wanted to tell you guys, take a minute to tell you about their sleeping pad because I've been using it for, oh gosh, a few months now. Um, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a pad that slips under your mattress. uh, and it tracks your sleep and in the morning you wake up and it gives you a score it tells you how long you slept the quality of your sleep whether you're awake it even tells you if you snored Uh, and so I've been really yeah that's amazing (laughs) I've been really enjoying it as a way of just monitoring the quality of my sleep because it's not just how long you slept it's how well you slept and you can learn a lot of useful things do you do any sleep tracking I don't. Um, I wish that there was a, a somehow sleep tracking that would stop me from grinding my teeth at night. Mm, I wonder if I can track that too. I don't know. <laughs> but what I like about this one is a lot of the sleep trackers are like things you literally wear. Like your Apple Watch can do sleep tracking, but who wants to wear their Apple Watch at night? Yeah. So I this don't. just slides under bed. It's completely non obtrusive. Uh, if you sleep with a partner, you can put it on your side of the bed and it's supposed to only track yours. Um, so I've been really enjoying it. Yeah. It's part of the reason I haven't done it before is because I haven't wanted to wear my Apple Watch to bed. So exactly. it's nice to know there are other options. Exactly. All right. Next up, I want to tell you about our free daily tip newsletter. If you sign up, we send you one cool thing you can do with your iPhone that you can learn in one minute a day. And you can go sign up at iphonelife.com slash daily tips. So I have sort of an email theme for the day <laughs> where I have a tip and an ask an expert question that both 
were about email on your iPhone. We get a lot of questions about email. Yeah. Um, it can be a source of frustration and confusion. So we love giving you some handy tips and tricks to um, help make it more effective on your iPhone. So this was a tip, um, how to delete all emails from one sender on your iPhone. And there's some kind of a couple other tips that end up coming out that I liked in this tip, um, uh, including how to select a bunch of emails and delete them all at once, which I think people have <laughs> We some get that question doing. a lot, actually. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one that I want to know how to do. A lot of times I get so many emails and I want just a quick way to delete a bunch of them. So um, here's what you do. If you have uh, an email from one sender, you're just wanting to clear that out of your inbox, you can quickly search for, for that sender and then go in and delete them. So open the mail app, go to your inboxes. Um, what I like to do is tap all inboxes so that it, like if from this one sender you want to delete messages, maybe they've emailed you at two separate addresses. So you, mm -hmm. you'll get all emails sent to you that you have registered with your iPhone or accounts you've set up on your iPhone all at once. So go to all inboxes, then tap the search field and enter the name of the sender you want to delete. Um, be sure to double, double check the emails your search has pulled up. Uh, so, cause depending on the keywords you entered, you may re receive emails from other senders too. So you want to first make sure you're really only seeing emails from that specific sender. Then what you do is you tap and hold with two fingers and drag down to select all the emails that you see from that sender. And this is a shortcut for selecting a bunch of, and this is a this, shortcut that yeah, David discovered, right? I see it has it made its way into the daily tips, yes. I'm proud to say. But yes. yeah, it's a, it's a cool little bonus tip if you guys didn't miss the episode where we talked about it. Uh, I discovered one day that if you tap and hold with two fingers, you can select and just drag down. And this works not only for this tip, but it works in, in the mail app, but it works in text messages, it works mm -hmm. uh, in reminders, and there's a few other apps that it'll work for. Yeah, so that's a hidden, like a really handy hidden tip. Yeah. So once you've selected all the emails, you hit the trash can icon and they're deleted. So that's just, you know, a tip that gives you a few things that help you navigate the, the mail app and then also clear out emails because nobody likes an overstuffed email inbox. <laughs> um, so again, if you want to be on our daily tips list, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips. And to continue on with our tip um, theme, I have a question from one of our insiders that's also about email. So to back up, I wanted to tell you about our premium subscription. It's called iPhone Life Insider. And this is really the educational service that helps you master your Apple devices, not just get a little tip and trick here and there, but instead a more comprehensive view of your Apple devices and direct contact with our team where we will support you and help make sure that you're getting the best experience. So when you sign up for Insider, you get in-depth guides, including a downloadable PDF that you can have for reference at any time, and then also step-by-step -step video tutorials that we have broken into different topics so you can find just what you're looking to watch and then follow along on your Apple device as you watch us on screen mm -hmm. explaining it to you. We also really emphasize in all of our guides getting into um, how we use it in our daily lives to give you ideas and also 
point out any sort of tricky parts or areas that confused us. So we really go the extra mile and give you more information than you'll find anywhere else on any of our topics. You can get guides on anything from your iPad to the new iOS. Of course, when iOS 16 comes out in September, we're going to have a guide right away for you that teaches you all the cool new features. We also have live courses. We'll have an iOS 16 course coming out in September. We have uh, in that you can join live sessions and talk, chat with your instructors and fellow insiders. You get Ask an Expert. So whenever you have a ticky, tricky tech problem, you have direct access to us and we will answer all of your questions and help you find solutions. So you get that plus a lot more when you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast discount, and then you get 30% off just for being a podcast listener. So that's an amazing discount. Plus, if you're a senior veteran service personnel or a teacher, you get an extra 10% off for a total of 40% off. So make sure to go cash in on that before iOS 16 comes out iphonelife.com slash podcast discount. And in addition, because <laughs> it's relevant to y'all, you get a special version of the podcast that does not have any of these ads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have bonus content every single episode just for insiders. Yes. Awesome. So I am going to share with you an insider question now. You'll get an idea of what Ask an Expert is like too. So um, Bambi wrote in. Hi, first time to submit a question with you. I have three email accounts that are on all my Apple devices. Also, welcome, Bambi. Excited that you're using (laughs) our service. Um, So this insider has a Mac, iPad, iPhone. One of the accounts is a business account that I need to keep but don't need to monitor any longer. My question is, is there a setting I can turn off um, for just that one email account so that I don't get notifications and uh, mail icon badges when there's an incoming or unopened email. I'm always thinking I have new emails when they're in the business account and the other two that I, instead of the other two that I monitor, think so much. So uh, just to translate, this person wants to get all the notifications for the two email addresses that they currently use, but the business account would like to not get those notifications. So you can do this. You just go into settings, notifications, tap the mail icon, And then at the very bottom, there's an option that says customize notifications. And when you go in there, you'll have the option to toggle on notifications on or off for each of the accounts that you have set up in the mail app. Uh, You'll also, a little bonus tip, um, also see at the bottom the option to turn on or off notifications for your VIP inbox. Mm. And this is something I take advantage of a lot. I actually turn off notifications for all my mail accounts, but I keep them on for VIP. And so I just have certain senders set up as VIPs and I'll get notified, notified when they email me. But I get so many emails that even if I had notifications on for just one, I would be getting inundated all day. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we have a coworker who may or may not share an office with us who has notifications for all of their emails. And so all day we just hear a little ping on his phone. <laughs> yeah, like every minute. So I don't recommend that in general, not just because I'm being snarky towards my coworker, but also just productivity experts in general don't recommend uh, having notifications for all your emails because it can be disruptive. It's Emails tend to be one of those things that can be uh, feel more important than they are and get you to drop working on things that might be more important to respond to an email that can wait. So um, personally, I like your suggestion of a few people, if you want to be disrupted, then great, but for most people, not. Yeah, and with the VIP inbox too, that's something you can... 
have it be a dynamic thing. I think it's not, you know, I like will very regularly go add people to my VIPs and delete mm-hmm. people from my VIPs because I'll be like, oh, right now I'm waiting to hear from the bank on this thing. So I'll have them be a VIP for that time and then I'll remove them. Wow, that is an impressive level of organization. <laughs> I, once somebody makes it on my VIP, I can never talk to them for three or four years and they will still be a VIP. Still be on your VIP. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, yeah, it was fun covering some some mail tips with all of you, but uh, we want to get into iOS 16 again. Last episode, I hadn't installed it on my device yet, and David had, mm-hmm. so I now have had, I think it's been three weeks of hands-on time with it, and, I, and you know, you've had more time with it too, so it'll be fun to share some features with all of you. Thank you all for writing in. We got a lot of responses from the last episode, um, and I'd say it was about split down the middle of people who wrote in saying they are going to try the beta, and people said they're yeah. going to wait until September. Um, I think both are very valid choices. Unfortunately, I have been experiencing a lot of bugs. I think it's worth noting because I, Donna was yelling at me for the last however long it's <laughs> been because I was so like flippant about it. I was, I no bugs. I haven't had any bugs. I still haven't had that many bugs. Really? So it's worth noting Donna has had not as smooth of an experience as me. What bugs have you had? No, mine's been terrible. So I have the <laughs> iPhone 13. Um, and so I don't know if that has to do with it, that I have like a base model, not a pro model phone. No. Um, but so my experience was that I updated to iOS 16 beta, um, and pretty much right away, my battery started dying Mm. earlier in the day. Usually the iPhone 13 will last me about a day and a half before I need to charge again. And now that's down to a day. Um, and I just had would my phone would uh, freeze constantly. And it would be like to the point where I'd be trying to get my camera out to take a picture quickly. I was just in Decorah on a family trip last week. And like, uh, half the time I couldn't get my camera to open. And I'd just be like tapping my screen and like something really cute was happening with my niece and nephew. And I'm just like, ah, so then I would like take someone else's phone and take the picture. It's like that bad. Wow. I wonder if it is related to the phone because for me, I have the iPhone 13 pro max. Uh And so a, uh, the Pro means I probably have more RAM and processing power. Yeah. I don't know if that's true because I have the same chip, but maybe I have more RAM, which allows me to uh, maybe run the operating system without it freezing as much. I Yeah. Because I, I haven't had any issues with my camera. I mean, so the camera is one example. Other things would be searching something on Safari. I'll be like trying to open Safari, like it'll open to the last page I was on and then I'm tapping the screen to try to enter a new URL and it's like not responding. Yeah. Um, Then I've had to like force restart my phone several times. One thing that's helped has been um, clearing storage from my phone. I had a ton of podcasts. Um, I think I, I have the 128 gigabyte option on my phone and I had... 100 gigabytes of storage used. So I was getting kind of close to the limit, but not like that close. That's not that close though. So I cleared out about 20 gigabytes um, of podcasts because I didn't need. And it's been a a bit better, but it's not, still not great. Side side note, the whole, the podcast app just balloons and takes up all your storage all the time. It's so frustrating. And Apple still hasn't given us good controls to manage it. We've been complaining this for at least three operating systems now. I know. And it's like, I'm such a podcast person that I'm still like, I just have to regularly go delete yeah, stuff. It's so like annoying. That. But it, um, it almost deters you from even wanting to subscribe to podcasts. It, it does. No, it totally does. Yeah. Uh, and it also, I end up using third parties because I find it a little bit easier. Yeah. Uh, but I also have the Macs, which, because I do actually, now that you mention it, I think that my battery life 
is a little bit worse. Really? But my battery tends to last about two days. So if it lasts a day and a half, I just don't think yeah, much of it. Yeah. 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 And for the most part, it's the same for me. Like my phone lasts me through the day. So it's not the worst. But I'm sure for those of you listening who have an older iPhone, it's you're getting into like a bigger gamble with running the beta. Honestly. Yeah. And hopefully, time will tell, but usually these things get cleaned up for the public release. So if you're listening yes. to this and you're worried about the fall... Most of the time, these are issues related to the beta. Um, but definitely, it's a good warning because maybe I was a little bit too uh, flippant about telling everybody there were no bugs. <laughs> other than that, <laughs> yeah. what's your experience been um, when it does work? <laughs> yeah. So my experience otherwise has been good. Where is my iPhone? Uh, that's okay. I don't need it to talk about it. Um, I've had a lot of fun with the lock screen features. You walked everyone through that in the last episode. But if you're just tuning in today and didn't listen to last episode... Uh, the lock screen has been significantly redesigned. You can now choose photos um, to set as your lock screen in a way that, I mean, you could do that before, but this time you can layer it with different fonts for the time. You can add widgets to your home screen. And so it's a lot more customizable. And you can also pair focus modes with a certain lock screen, mm. which is cool. So I've played around a lot with those features. Um, I think last time when you were showing me, I'm like, oh, it looks so easy to customize. It actually is. I feel like there is some finesse to it. Yeah. And I'm hoping that they have that worked out in September also. So uh, the thing that I think looks really cool is you can do a depth effect with photos, especially portrait mode photos work well for this. So you could have like a picture of your dog, for instance, and like the ear could come out partially in front of the time you're showing. Mm -hmm. um, but so I was, I was messing with that though. And like most pictures I was choosing, it wasn't working with at first. And it seems like I've now kind of zeroed in on what works. Portrait modes, photos are, I think, recommended um, I've gotten it to work with non-portrait mode photos, though. Yeah, so it's and not as like, exclusive I, to I, portrait mode. Because I have one that was just like a pretty mountain that I got to work. But I agree yeah. that it's another one where I was a little bit casual because I just got one to work. But it does – not all photos work, and it takes a little bit of fussing to get it to work. Yeah, and but it does – when it does – it creates a very, like, 3D effect on your lock screen, which is cool looking. It's weirdly satisfying, right? Yeah, it totally <laughs> is. Um it's fun being able to customize fonts and colors. I've had a lot of fun with um, the lock screen that lets you choose certain people to and like rotate between them. So it's like, you know how the widgets um, from iOS 15 have like a photo shuffle one mm. where it can, it'll like choose for you photos to show to you. Uh, yes. So you can now do this, but like anytime you tap your lock screen, it'll switch photos and you can either have it be like people, places and thing i can't remember like let you uh, plants and like animals you can choose to have rotate through or it'll show you a list of like your top people in your photos oh, cool. app that it's identified so i have a lock screen that's exclusively of people and then i selected just my niece and nephew so I'll, anytime i tap my screen it'll be like a different picture of my niece or nephew Fun. and that's really sweet I yeah like that. i i actually hadn't tested that yet see this is why yeah. we all need to test it because i that that's cool i want to i want to try that yeah and that might be uh part of the battery drain issues i'm constantly <laughs> like looking at different pictures of my niece and nephew maybe um, maybe one frustration with that though is it gives me a list of like five people i can choose from oh, it really? doesn't let me like I have a ton of people identified in the photos app, so I'm like, why can't I choose? Weird. Only your favorite favorites. Apple but set. no, it's not even. I mean, my niece and nephew is really glad that they're on there, but then outside of that, it was like sort of random. 
So people you didn't actually like that much were on there? <laughs> you're like, what a bummer. You're like, was I on there? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did I make your favorites list by Apple? <laughs> I know. Oh, that makes me think of the MySpace days. Yeah, I was just um, going to say that. <laughs> so, yeah, th- that I had fun with. Um, I've been testing out a little bit of the messages features with mm-hmm. editing and unsending. Um, I don't know. I, the editing and unsending, they've worked fine for me. But I don't know if I'll actually use them that much. Oh, really? I've had the opposite experience where I find myself going crazy because I want to use them constantly, but they're pretty useless right now unless I'm texting somebody who has the beta. Yeah. Every time I have a typo, I want to go fix it, and I can't. Well, it's funny. It's a feature that other messaging services have had for a while that I realize I don't use that often because it like tells everyone that you edited it, and there's something about that that I don't like. <laughs> like It feels like a public being like, I messed up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. But I, I mean, I, for as an example... I, the other day, had a message that just really went rogue. Like, <laughs> like if you just have one word that you typo, you can text it underneath. But it was like four words in one sentence that had all gone bad for me. And I literally just got a question mark, question mark response back. Yeah. And then I could just go and, like, instead of being, like, this word equals that and that word equals that, I just edited it. That's true. Like I'll constantly do like the asterisk and then like the correct word for what I was saying before, but there's still some interpretation needed of like which word are you fixing and if there's more. So yeah, maybe that's something I just need to get over, but for some reason I have like some level of embarrassment around it. It's a very you and me difference though. um, I think the thing I feel weirder about is the deleting message thing. Like I feel like if someone sees like Donna sent me a message and then deleted it, like that feels embarrassing. Uh, I agree with that, but mark my words, there will come a day where <laughs> you will thank your lucky stars that you have that. Like every True. once in a while, you just text the wrong person the wrong thing in a way that's more embarrassing than usual. Yeah, that's true. You could do some like damage control that might be useful at some point. But here's a fun fact. I've um, did you know <laughs> that when you delete messages in iOS 16, it's create it um, goes into like a recently deleted bin in the messages app now, similar to the way that you have that in the photos app. Yeah, I, well, I learned this recently. Yes, so I think that's kind of interesting. Like you could probably have fun going at other people's phone and going into their recently deleted folder and messages. Like, what have people been sending that they regret? That they, well, but, okay, but there's a deleting message and an unsending message, and I think those are different functionalities. Oh, it must be the unsending is what I'm talking about. Yeah, that, that goes into recently deleted? I don't think so. I thought so. We'll have to look into that. Because yeah. I think, like, you can go and delete messages from people. Like, if somebody texts you, you can delete it off of your phone, and now it'll go into recently deleted. I think if you unsend, you just oh. unsend. But we'll, we'll check. We'll look into that for you. Yeah, I, I may have misunderstood that. Here's the other reason, though, that I'm finding I like the editing of text. There's a certain type of text that I send that I won't correct. So, for example, if I send the wrong emoji, I rarely will text them to be like, oops, wrong emoji. Here's the emoji I meant to send. Yeah. It was a different type of smiley face. That's but sometimes true. it kind of matters. Like, I accidentally sent a smirk the other day when I was trying to send a smile. Yeah. And there's a, or like sometimes I'll, like, the other day I sent a a period instead of a question mark, but it like changed the context of the thing. I wouldn't usually text them to be like, I meant a question mark there, but I will go edit it. 
Yeah. I guess I feel pretty shameless about them seeing that edited it. I think. I guess you're right. Like, I mean, I think that's something maybe I just need to get over. You might need to get over it. Yeah. I think the deleting, the like unsending feels weirder. Unsending is a dramatic move. If yeah. somebody unsends a message, you know something went wrong. And it really piques your interest. Yeah. You're like, it, why like, did they feel the need to unsend? That exactly. Um, one thing that I've been having issues with with the beta too is I was kind of excited about um, being able to link a focus mode to a lock screen. Yeah. So for instance, I set up a lock screen for work that's like scissors and staplers. Like it's like a emojis that you can also make a pattern out of on your home screen. That's another one of the new options. Oh, I haven't tried and then that. I linked that to my my work focus mode so that I could just visually see I'm at work that mode is turned on and then I thought that if I switched um, my lock screen to something else back to like my Etsen and Nene niece and nephew one that it would you know automatically turn that focus mode off but so far for me what's happened is that when I go to my work focus mode it turns on my work focus mode but then when I switch to something else it doesn't turn it off Mm, so then I'm still I'm still in that do not disturb focus mode when I leave work and I'm still not getting my notifications. Oh, that's really annoying. So um, I think, I hope Apple cleans that up because ideally it would just be a really fast and easy way to switch in and out of focus modes without having to think about it and and like having that visual indicator through the lock screen. Because that, to me, that was what was useful about it. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's definitely, there's still some bugs. Um, I still have yet to test out things like tracking medication with iOS 16, but one of our writers, I just like edited her article on that and went through to see that it works, but I haven't, you know, had hands-on mm-hmm. experience with that, but I feel like that could be really game-changing for people. Yeah. No, I was um, excited about that feature. Yeah. And um, some of the mail features too, I want to start scheduling emails. That's like a feature that That's you can do. one of those that is very commonly requested. So I think a lot of people do it. I... That's not true. For work, I I could see myself doing it. Like sometimes I will, like I'll, on the weekend. Yeah, on the weekend, or honestly, sometimes I'll like send an email like midnight, and I wish I could just schedule for the morning so I don't see that I was working that late. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I rarely look at like the time of day someone's emailing me, but I'm, I guess, yeah, if it does look less professional, being like, oh, Donnie emailed on a me Saturday, yeah, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> get too much of an insight into your your personal life. Yeah. Um, I can I share a few things that I've tested this yes. week. Yes. Okay, so a couple good, a couple bad. Um, I discovered there is a new uh, there's a new user interface for sending audio messages. Have you seen this yet? Yes, I had the hardest time figuring it out at first. I was like pressing all the old buttons, yeah. trying to be like I was trying to send an audio message, but I finally figured it out. It's like looks like a messages app app. Um, App Store icon now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So just to put a little bit of a plug for our upcoming guide, because this is where, for if you're an insider, you're going to really enjoy it. And if you're not, you really need to subscribe because there's so many little changes yeah. that you don't even hear about until you get a new operating system. And not only do you want to master them, but also sometimes one of your favorite features will get moved and you won't even know where it is or how to do it. And this is a good example, audio messages. And there is a lot of stuff like this, you know, you need us. <laughs> but really, seriously, the all the lock screen features I spent a long time fiddling around with and then I started reading the iOS 16 guide, which I'm editing right now. And I'm like, oh, that's how that works. That's yeah. how this works. Yeah, we really spend hundreds of hours pouring yeah. over these operating systems. And this isn't just a sales pitch. A lot of you are insiders listening. So I'm just getting you hyped up yeah. for 
for our iOS 16 guide coming out for all of you. <laughs> We're just hyping y'all up. Um, but I, okay, it, they moved it, which was annoying because you had to find it, but they fixed it, which is why I'm excited. Okay, so what's better about it? Because if you remember my complaints and learnings from like year, a while ago, the way it used to work was terrible because you would, you had to hold it down to record an audio message. Uh-huh. And if your finger accidentally slipped it would stop recording and but it was weirdly easy yeah. to do and, and then so, it would just send it right yeah you'd be like set you'd be like recording a message and then you wouldn't notice it but your finger would slip off and so you'd be talking for three minutes we'd only have recorded one minute yeah and then the worst was if your phone if because like, for audio messages sometimes often i will send an audio message when i have more to say than i want to text so they're often kind of long yeah and Sometimes it, your phone will go to sleep if you have, especially if you're low battery mode or something like that. Your phone will go to sleep after one minute, and then it'll stop recording, and you'll lose your message altogether. So that's happened now, to me so many times. So many times. So now you tap you tap it to record the message, and then you tap it when you're done. So you can't mess it up. Yeah. As far as I can tell, it's a lot better. It does seem a lot better. Um, also, I feel like it, it was more confusing before. You're like, which one is going to dictate a message, but it's like translating it into text, and which one is the one that's going to send an actual audio message. And the way it was laid out before also was like a bit confusing. Yeah. I mean, now having anything location changed is going to confuse you again for a little bit, but it's actually a little more intuitive to have it be like, oh, this is like the audio message app is no, what it totally. looks like in messages. Oh, and then like any other microphone icon by the um, keyboard is what you're going to use for like dictation. It's a little more like how it seems like it should be. Yeah, I agree. It's a little bit, once you figure it out, it's actually a little more intuitive, I think. Yeah. Um, um, just adding in though with audio messages, like I like to give people ideas of like why you would want to use one feature versus another. Audio messages, it took me a long time to use until um, my sister, who has kids, was saying how she like she started sending me audio messages all the time because she can't text because she's with the kids. Uh. And so it's a lot easier for her to just do that. Um, and I think for, like, yeah, anyone parenting or grandparenting, audio messages are a good solution. <laughs> that is. For <laughs> me, when I use them, are it's like when somebody texts me, like, how are you doing? And I'm like... I don't know how to text you back on that. And if I do, it'll I'll spend like 20 minutes writing a brief paragraph or yeah. I can just send an audio message, talk for one minute. It won't be as like concise novel form, but I can actually tell you how I'm doing. It's for like, to me, it's for kind of the middle ground of I don't want to have a phone call. I don't, yeah. But I also, it's more to convey than I have text for. And I find myself using it a lot. Actually. Yeah. It's nice like for an asynchronous conversation with someone. Because yeah. it is hard a lot of times we're all busy to like find a time where you can both get on the phone, but you're still able to like have more of an exchange. Totally. Um, so that okay. was the good. I have a few here to go over with you. Sweet. The less good, I have, they talked about when you're doing dictation mode that now emojis work and I have not been able to get them to work. Have you? I haven't tried, but I've seen in our Slack channel people having a hard time with it. Okay, good. It's not just me. Because no. to me, I have yet to see this guide, this much hyped guide because it's not out yet and I don't get to edit it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if I'm just doing it wrong, but like it still has this problem where I'll be like, the other day... I end up dictating a lot while I'm driving. And so I'll be like, grimace emoji. Uh, and then it just types the word grimace emoji and sends that. And it's so dumb. 
I'm trying to check in our guide for it. I'm not seeing it right off the top of my head, so we're going to have to get back to you Yeah, we'll report back. That. Yeah. That was the bad, is it seems not be working. Maybe I'm doing it wrong, so we'll check. Um, I I'm have, just imagine you being like, hey, Siri, uh, I don't even know what, like, blue heart? I don't know. Yeah, no, it's so dumb. <laughs> it literally texted somebody the words grimace emoji. And I'm just... <laughs> Sorry, Siri. Um, poor Siri is just like <laughs> listening to us. Be like, I am insulted. I, know. I do my best. I'm just trying to do my job. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, carry on. Okay. Um, I've t- I went on a trip, so I got to test maps. Oh. Have you tested out maps yet? So I um, loaded it up on the way to Decora, but I didn't end up having any stops along the way. But I, I got to see the interface, which seemed great. Yeah. So it, one nice thing is it's not just that they added stops. They redid the whole interface. And one thing I, I have noticed, like the swiping screens that like let you see each stage of your trip. Have you seen that? I don't know um, yet. Okay. But yes, I've, I like the new maps okay. experience. It's way better. Uh, yeah. In general, I found the whole map's interface to be a lot more intuitive than it was. Yeah. Adding stops was super intuitive and easy. That's the good. You ready for the bad though? Yeah. yeah. There, I, I'm sure they will fix this before it actually comes out. If you add a stop, currently, there is no way to delete that stop. Wait, are you serious? <laughs> it's like once it's added, you're just going there no matter what. That's ridiculous. Um, yeah, that, that they've, I hope, are fixing I'm that. Sh- I'm sure they'll fix it. The other thing, though, that I'm actually skeptical that they will fix, because Google's been doing this for so many years, they're, ac- they're really good at it in a way that Apple just was not, where one of the uses I'll do for adding stops is I'll look for, especially if I'm on a road trip, like either a gas station or a restaurant along my route. Mm. and Google does a really good job of that. If you're like, where's a gas station? I'm driving from here to Chicago. It'll be like, here's one that's right off the highway coming up in 100 miles. Apple is just good. terrible at that. Yeah. In general, they, as expected, just were not good at it. it like, they were like, we have one gas station, and it's like 100 miles in the wrong direction, <laughs> and we're like, it's useless. So I still, I don't know if I will. I use Apple Maps except for if I'm adding stops, and I still might do that. I don't know. We'll see. Well, part of what's been the issue for me of, of planning a stop along the way in the past uh, with Apple Maps is that it gives you only a couple like preset options, like you're stopping for gas or coffee, and like that's it. And I'm like, well, what? Like it wouldn't let you add in a specific location, like type in, I want to go to Trader Joe's yeah, on the yeah, way. Yeah. Um, whereas if Google Maps will let you, will this do that when you're like adding stops? It'll let you search for specific destinations. Oh yeah, absolutely. This it's like a fully functional adding stops now. Okay, because so, to me that actually solves a lot of my problem. No, it's a lot does. of times like us planning a stop along the way, I know exactly where I want to go, and it wouldn't in with Apple Maps before it wouldn't let me choose somewhere specific. Yeah, no. I from I think for most use cases it'll solve the problem. If you like Apple Maps, you'll love this feature. But um, like specifically, if you're like. Which gas station is going to take be the least detour along my way? Google Maps still does a better job of that. Well, one of the things I'm realizing, though, is if I'm adding stops, it's usually because I'm doing somewhat of a complicated trip. Yeah. And so it's like if I'm just going to two places, it's not even – I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but it's not actually that beneficial. I'll usually just put in the first place, drive to the first place, and then put in the second place. Yeah, yeah. I'm adding stops because I'm trying to figure out like either like – a stop along the best stop along the way or which route I want to take or like which Trader Joe's would be better. I'm usually doing something weird if I'm adding stops, but I find myself 
I'm a planner on trips. So I find myself doing this a lot and I don't know that it's like they added the functionality, but I don't know that Apple has enough search background to be able to allow you to do the robust types of things that I'm trying to do. But yeah. it might just be a me thing. I don't know. No, I think you're right. Google Maps gives you more like uh, detailed control. Yeah. You know, so. But it is it is better. And like the interface that thing that I really liked is when I was routing, um, it would show me, like I could see um, oh, like the overview of my route and they, it would give you screens you can swipe between that would show you your next stop and then a little white arrow would appear on the map exactly at the, the road that you're looking at. Sorry, it's so hard to describe these things, but in general, it let me see a lot better sort of like stops along the route visually in the kind of overview of, of the map view. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I just am going to say that the maps interface is nicer. <laughs> I'm going to answer that with a totally. <laughs> uh, I have one more bug. Okay. Uh, and then I, I'm, I'm out for like all my hands on for this week. Okay. But this bug was a particularly annoying one. Tell me if you've had this happen. The bug is it will tell you that somebody is texting you when they're not. Oh. So like I'll like be texting with somebody and then I'll see a little bubble like they're texting me. Uh-huh. And you know when you see that bubble you're yeah. like you're waiting. You're waiting. Yeah. And, but like it'll just keep going for hours. Are you kidding me? So you'll like check back in and they're still texting and you're like, "Oh my god, they're really going to text me something serious or big." And then it never and comes. And then it never comes because they weren't texting you at all. Oh my gosh, that's so weird. Yeah. That hasn't happened to me. I asked we I asked some of the editors and they've had it too. So oh. it's not just me. That's bizarre. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I think hopefully they'll clean it up, but it's one of those bugs that That could that create doesn't... some like real misunderstandings between people. Apple, better fix that. Well, especially, I mean, what's happened to me a couple of times is I will be having a somewhat serious conversation with somebody and then those bubbles will come up and then I'll sit there and then I'll wait and then I'll wait and you really, it causes anxiety. Yeah. That's, hopefully that's they'll really fix it. <laughs> it's like Apple's April Fool's joke yeah. on all of us. Um, uh, how about you? Any other hands-on things you want to share? That's all I've got right now. I did want to um, – I forgot. I skipped over our news update section, and I did want to tell all of you that iPad OS 16, it looks like, won't release until October. Usually the iOS and iPad OS um, releases come out at the same time in September. But it's interesting now with certain Apple rumors, it's like basically reported as fact now. And a lot of times it's right. Like Bloomberg reported like iPad OS 16 is coming out in October. Apple has not said that, but it seems to be the consensus that that's what's happening. And yeah. I would, would be surprised if that's not what's happening. And especially you can often tell based on who's leaking it. Like yeah, it, there's Bloomberg's a few good. sources that Apple will deliberately tell, and it'll be almost like an unofficial press release. And this one too makes sense because uh, I'm guessing they will have an iPhone event in in September, and then an iPad event in October. So releasing yeah. iPad OS 16 with the new iPads makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that's sort of the latest. Like September, we'll get the iPhone and Apple Watch, yeah. and in October, the iPad and maybe a Mac release too. Yeah. So. Yeah, not that we plan talking about it in this episode, but do you know what you want to, like, what are you hoping to see this fall and what you want to buy? Oh, man. Um, no. I mean, I'm really curious to see the new iPads, cause I, the iPad Pros, because I think they'll have an M2 chip and yeah. uh, be pretty powerful devices. 
I'm excited about the new iPhones, but I don't. I haven't heard any like crazy new features. Oh, I will say this: I'm really interested to learn about the VR because it's yeah. been it's been a while since we've had a new Apple category, and I'm real curious to see what they did on that. And you think we will get it? Or? I think we. I don't know that we'll get it. I think we'll get it later this year, uh-huh. or they might even announce it and have it not come out till next year. Hmm. But yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's I'm exciting. Excited. Yeah. How about you? I really want to get a new iPad. Okay. I've decided, so I have, I've so far only invested in a lower end iPad and then I'm talking about that I never use it. And I'm realizing that that is why it's really slow. It's yeah. like really slow yeah. and the display is not that nice, but I now um, am setting up a smart home, which okay. I'm so excited about for our <laughs> annual buyer's guide, which is also a reason to be an insider and, you know, get the digital subscription to the magazine. But, um, I want to have a, an iPad like set up in the living room and kitchen that I can just use for all smart home related Ooh, things. I like that. And right now I've been using my iPad just to kind of get started with that because I also want like once it's kind of the home iPad, I want to use it also um, in the kitchen for recipes and to like control music and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so I've been doing that. But like the load time is crazy slow. I've, some of it is I did put the iPad OS 16 beta on it, uh, which might be part it, of the yeah. problem. Um, but just in general, like, I feel like I would use it a lot more if it just was like a more powerful device with a really nice display. Yeah, I agree. I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of the like pros, like, cause yeah. other ones are totally fine. So it's so tempting to get them, but really the iPad is kind of a luxury device yeah. anyway. Like you're kind of getting it out of convenience. So getting a budget version of something for convenience, it ends up having these weird trade-offs. So do you think I should get like, I mean, right now I'm looking at the mini and the iPad air. They're both really nice, but I'm like, maybe I should wait till October and see what the pro looks like. I think anybody looking for iPads right now should wait until October to be yeah. honest. The other thing I'm really excited about actually now that we're bringing up smart homes they're coming out I read they're coming out with a bunch of new smart home slash home pod related products mm. uh, and I love my home pods I have a home pod mini and a home pod large and I think it's a not appreciated enough device because everybody talks about Alexa being so much farther along and it is in a lot of ways but the HomePod has a lot of advantages over Alexa, um, and I love mine. So if I, I'm really Wait, glad to hear. What's a HomePod again? I'm kidding. Oh. I feel like I so many like, people. Oh my gosh. So I many people find it. Don't, people don't know. know. Yeah, a lot of, but yeah, if you don't know and you're listening, don't feel bad about it. You're not alone. <laughs> it's Apple's smart speaker. Yeah. They used to have a large one, which had great sound quality, and I loved it. They got rid of it, which I'm sad. Uh, now they have HomePod Mini, which are really convenient and affordable. But um, it lets you use Siri. Uh, so if you have a smart home, it's amazing. And just in general, I find it to be very convenient. Uh, so they're coming out with new ones, which I'm excited about. And I think they might have some smart home products, which I'm really interested in. I wonder, yeah, what they'll be. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be over the next few weeks having a lot of smart home products that I'll be talking about in our apps and gear section. Right now they're just starting to roll in though. So I have an app today to talk about. If we're done talking about the data, I am. Um, And you have some gear here. I have a smart home product actually. Let's hear it. Okay. So my smart home product is by a company called Nanoleaf. And Nanoleaf has uh, smart lights, but I would call them, I don't know if this is a correct term for it but like decorative lighting so there's these panels that you put on your wall and they come they're modular so the one i got this time i had one years ago and i just got new ones they're called nanoleaf elements and what's cool about them is that they are the the panel has a wood uh veneer on in on the front uh so it looks like 
kind of a wood panel. It comes in a hexagon shape, and it comes with six of them, I believe, maybe eight, one or the other. And so you arrange them on your wall in whatever shape you want, and then you can control the lights on them. And you can either just have like a nice, warm, soft glow in your room, or you can have it, it's responsive to touch and to music. So you can actually have it like flicker based on music. Um, I just found it to be really fun. It's not the most practical of item, but it's fun. And if you have a home where it would look appropriate, I think it's a really cool addition. In particular, the thing in the past, what I had, there were these like trying triangular modules that looked cool, but looked super techy and they flashed bright colors, which was fun. But in general, it wasn't if you had a home where you'd invest in a lot of nice furniture, it could look a little bit dorky depending on your style. This, I feel like, fits pretty well into a nice like home with nice furniture, but also is a fun tech addition to a home. So I've been enjoying playing with it. I have one in my home. I had a lot of fun setting it. Also, I will say, I have rarely seen a smart home product that was this well designed in terms of ease of setup. Because it's a complicated thing. You have a bunch of hexagons and you have to like connect them with a connector and then set them up in an app. Yeah, it sounds like a pain. Yeah. And it and was, not. I mean, it is a pain, <laughs> but it's really well thought through and yeah. designed and it was really easy to do, even though it took me a while. The thing that took me a while is I, you get a little bit like, at least I got a little bit obsessed over like what shape I want it to look like. Yeah. And I spent like, like a long kind of time. Fun. Yeah. But it's, it was, I thought it was particularly well thought out product in terms of ease of use. Nice. And yeah, Nano Leaf is awesome. They're actually sending me um, their new like essentials pack. Like they have light strips. Maybe you've tried their light strips. I have not. I've oh. tried Hugh's light strips, which oh, I like. Oh, okay. So Hugh might send me some too, but um, I'm trying Nano Leaf's light strips. And now they have also light bulbs that do like different cool lighting. lighting oh, cool. Tricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm going to try those because a lot of people in the office have tried the Nano Leaf the uh, wall panels like that you're talking about, which sound really cool, but I was like, probably I should review something different since you guys have all <laughs> talked about that bit That's already. Fair. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. No, and they have like, have ones now, they have a bunch of line of products that are good. I will say as far as light bulbs go, I haven't tested these, so they might be excellent, uh -huh. but I am really a firm believer in Philip Hughes. I'm getting both to do okay, side-by-side cool. testing. I'll yeah. be, you'll have to report back because I've never tested Nanoleaf. They seem to have very well thought out products. Yeah. Philip Hughes is just like, I've never had of, an issue. They just yeah. always work. Uh, and they're easy to set up. And I have them all over my house now. And I've splurged a little and I have colored light bulbs all over. You've seen. Yeah. And so you can it, set up a scene for your whole home where you have like a whole... Everybody always makes fun of me that it looks like my house is always having a party. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's it, fun. Yeah. I mean, lighting is so important for creating a vibe. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like setting... like. Fluorescent lighting, early cold lighting can make a really great homey space feel horrible. So I think it's really important. Totally. I'm excited to, to work with smart lights more. I'm excited right. to hear all your smart home reviews. Thanks. Yeah, what do you have? Tell us about your app. Um, so Planta is okay. the app. It's kind of on the smart home theme because um, I now have so many plants. <laughs> Sarah Kingsbury, uh, who you know used to be one of the co-hosts on this podcast, she's our... Uh, editorial director. She is amazing with plants and she just moved 
um, and has given rehomed many of her plants with me, uh, including I bought this monstera from her. It's this massive, amazing plant. But anyway, I really don't want to kill these plants, <laughs> and so I now have downloaded this app, Planta, to help me. Because before I would just water my plants like once a week if I remember and like yeah. hope for the best. But um, yeah, so this lets you go room by room and like register all of your plants into the wow. app, set up like what's the lighting situation. It has a bunch of different lighting options. Like is it in shade, partial shade, what like level of light, um, all for free features. They have like premium ones too, features, but like also plant identification. Like I have some weird looking succulents that I'm like, I have no idea what this is. Mm -hmm. You can take a picture. It'll tell you what it is. Cool. Um, and I uh, will give you a schedule and send you notifications of when you're supposed to water it. It also has like detailed watering instructions. Like I kind of thought you just water your plant and that's a day, call it a day, but it'll ask you questions about like, what's your drainage like on the plant? It'll tell you how to give your plant a bath, which is like a different thing. Oh my to, gosh. And, um, so it's just breaking it down a lot more and like also sometimes like the edges of my leaves will be brown or like one leaf will turn yellow i don't know if that means i've underwatered it or overwatered yeah, it me neither and so i'm really hoping i'll have to report back like i've now registered the plants and i have the <laughs> schedule set up and it's really satisfying to go in and like check off when I've watered the plants, but I'm curious how it's going to help me with, um, nursing certain plants back to health and diagnose whether I've, it's like rotting cause I've overwatered it or if it's like super thirsty. Um, so wish I'm, me luck. I'm glad to hear you're on that level too. <laughs> I'm like, what does like, this mean? You're like, I either overwatered it or underwatered it and I have no way of knowing. And then like people who are really into plants are like, oh yeah, of course you just do this and this. I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. And Sarah I, is one of those people with cooking and with plants. She'll just be like, it's easy. And we're like, no, well, not and, for us. And I love Sarah, but she also gave me a couple plants and, uh, she, before she left, would come and inspect them to, to tell me how I was doing, and which was you... very stressful. No, I'm totally killing them. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Yeah. I'll check out this app. Yeah. This one, Planta, there's a few apps out there like this. So yeah. Planta is not your only option, but Planta has like one of the app, app store editor's choice awards. Um, it seems to be a pretty well-known one that's supposed to be good. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. You can subs subscribe for Dr. Planta. It's kind of like the insider for plants because you get <laughs> uh, you get like access to the Planta team if you're having like specific Ooh, plant fancy. problems. You can talk to the plant doctor, wow. Planta doctor. Um, I'm hoping to not have problems. Need that, but so far all my plants are alive. But if the monstera gets sick, I'm gonna upgrade for Dr. Planta. The, mo the monstera is beautiful. Is, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's a treasure. I've had good luck with them, actually. They're, really? They're, they're pretty hardy, yeah. Oh, good. And I, I work hard to kill plants. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Right. I think we did it. Yes, we did. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks with more iOS 16 public beta experiences. It's going to be leading up to the announcement, too. So as the rumors are solidifying for the September release, we're going to have a lot, um, a lot to talk about there. Um, and what else? Any other housekeeping? Well, if you're an insider, stick around. We got some bonus content for y'all. Yes, stick around. Thanks. Thanks, everyone.